0: slavery is back in fact it was never abolished the 13th amendment to the US Constitution abolished slavery except in prison at the current rate of incarceration by the year 2010 the majority of all african-american men between 18 and 40 will be in prison the state as their captor the
1: prison begins after uh, after slavery You know, you had all these people on all these plantations, all these farms who were making money. America is built on the exploitation of black labor. America's built on slave labor. So slavery ends and suddenly the slave codes turn into black codes, right? Because the 13th Amendment abolishes slavery, right? But it only abolishes slavery except under the condition of prison. In other words, if you commit a crime, if you're incarcerated, according to the 13th Amendment, slavery is still allowed. So you're technically a slave if you're in prison. Absolutely, you can legally be told what to do, your labor can be forced, etc. So if, if, no, if, if nobody's a, if you, so think about it like this, you need slaves to keep the economy going. You don't have slaves anymore unless people commit a crime. So what do you do? You make everything a crime. So suddenly the slave codes became the black codes. So now black people can be arrested for vagrancy, for standing outside, for cursing in front of a woman, for being out of town without a job, All of these things, which are fairly arbitrary crimes, or if crimes at all, they take them and they throw them back into the prison. And then they have something called the convict lease system, where the prison can lease the convicts out to the same plantations they left to do the same work they did as slaves. So now the slaves have become free only to become slaves again through prison. And that is wow. a system that we're dealing with right now, a, a, a new version of the convict lease system. And that's why labor is exploita- exploited. And that's why prisons have become even more for profit. That's why we see more privatization. Because people, because make, people a money, can make, make money, money, in, this make money in this country, country on exploited labor, and this is one example.
2: Change your mind. Stop calling it the things that it is not. It's not mass incarceration. It's not all those things I mentioned before. What is
3: it? Slavery. What do we
2: want to hear? Slavery.
3: What are we fighting?
4: Angry, 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 Angry. Angry. These intolerable incidents will occur with greater frequency, unless something is done. And what do you suggest be done? If he continues to mortify and embarrass our audiences with his inflammatory remarks about prejudice in the north, I, for one, am, am ready to cut loose from him. Mr. Garrison, I do not understand a man who can advocate union with the slaveholders oh. and at the same time spread disunion among his own abolitionist supporters. But well, what do you propose that Frederick do in order to regain your confidence? Well, oh, go right on, gentlemen. Three things. First, leave out the question of prejudice in the North from his lectures. Second, leave out the subject of secession until he has embraced a more traditional position. And third, since there will be more and more questions about his true origin, I suggest that he print his true name, the date of his birth, and the place of his birth. That's a heartless request. You know
5: very well if Frederick reveals himself to be a fugitive slave, he will surely be returned to slavery.
4: And if he does does not, his usefulness to the cause of abolition will be hopelessly compromised. Oh, Mr. Phillips, the only thing that brought you and Mr. Garrison together with me is our common profession of faith and the freedom of all men, of you, of Mr. Garrison, of Mr. Coffin, and of myself. Yes, you have loved me as a man, and you, Mr. Garrison, have used me as a speaker. Therefore, a large part of my freedom, at least, is entwined in the principles of free speech. Free speech, Mr. Garrison. I know you have fought very hard to strike the fetters from my hands and from my feet, but I must tell you that my appetite for freedom is unsatisfied. For to be free in my body while my mind is still in chains is contrary to the nature of freedom. What matters if I lose my friends if I gain the freedom to speak my mind. What matters if my black brothers will, will win the privilege to walk in the sunlight if they have to walk at the end of your leash. If your freedom means no more than this, I am willing to give up the hypocrisy of abolition for the reality
6: of slavery.
7: Now let's talk about the larger issue here that I think uh, other communities may need to confront. Mayor Giuliani, I want to show you this graphic uh, of the disproportionality of white police forces basically not look like looking like the communities that they serve. I highlighted six here of the most dramatic. This was a Washington Post analysis of census data where basically the proportion of white police officers was much higher than the proportion of the white population. Miami Gardens, Florida, right outside the city of Miami. You see there El Paso, Texas, Compton, Gary, Indiana, Newark, Detroit. I mean, that's all of those places could become future Ferguson's. How, How do you make a police force that looks like the community they serve?
8: Well, I mean, starting with Mayor Koch, Mayor Dinkins, myself, Mayor Bloomberg, and now Mayor de Blasio, we've tried very hard to make the police force in New York City as proportionate as we possibly can. We go out of our way to do that. I think we do a pretty good job, not a perfect job. Uh, But the reality is- You're not on this
9: list, so
7: that's a good thing. Right,
8: right. right. I was glad to see that we weren't, by the way. But uh, the fact is, I I find it very disappointing that you're not discussing the fact that 93% of blacks in America are killed by other blacks. We're talking about the exception
10: here. Well, look. The, first the, of all, this is about let me a trust issue. We are talking. Well. We
8: are. We are talking about a significant exception. Ninety-three percent of blacks are killed by. Let other me. Let blacks. me say. Let me. Let me respond I to that. Like to see, I would like to see. I would awesome. like to see the attention paid to that that you are paying to this. And the solutions
10: to that. He's taking up the time. Can I say this? First of all, go most ahead. black people who commit crimes against other black people go to jail. Number two, they are not sworn by the police department as a uh, agent of the state to uphold the law. So in both both cases, that's a false equivalency that the mayor has drawn, which is exacerbated it, tensions false that are deeply embedded in American it's culture. Reason, black people who kill it, black it, people it, go to it, jail. Black people who kill black people go to jail. White people who are policemen who kill black people do not go to jail. And if it, hardly, a jury can indict a ham sandwich, why is it Mr. Mayor, let me ask you, it's the trust issue, though. This is a trust issue.
8: It's hardly insignificant. It's I didn't say it was insignificant. I said it was it out of is proportion the reason, in your false it is, the sir. Reason, it is the reason for the heavy police presence in the black community. Not 93,
10: at all. Not at all. The 93 police presence, 93% The police presence cannot make a distinction between those who are criminals right. and those As, who call the police let to me stop see you the spend. criminals. Right, let what me, about you you me. the poor black child that is
8: killed by another black child? Why do not you people protesting go that? to
10: jail. I do protest it. I'm a minister. They go to jail. Why don't you talk about the way in which white policemen have undercut the ability so, of so Americans to So why don't live? you cut Michael. it
8: down so so many b- white police officers don't have to be in black areas? I put don't have white to be. It's a offices. matter of
10: the the uh, effect of the uh, occupying those forces,
8: sir. How about like, 70 to 75% so. of the crime in my how city about your takes place reinforces in black cities?
10: Uh, Alright, I think this is a debate. a How do you
8: reduce crime? This, this is a debate. When I become mayor, I'll do Wait, not make this. White police officers won't be there if you weren't killing each other. Look at It's the defensive mechanism of white uh,
4: at work uh, in your uh, life your uh, you should have knew i was coming yeah surprise nigga
1: <laughs> you should have knew i was coming you should have known damn bitch
11: you should
10: have
1: knew i was
11: coming i've been away for a minute but now that i'm back you were done with you knew i was coming
12: um, being someone who studied the origins of policing especially in this standing that the roots of policing um are in chattel slavery and that they have been the the the, the Origins of policing are in patty rollers, right? And they've been trained to see me and other black people with targets on our backs. I don't think that my goal is not to make kinder slave catchers.
2: Uh, The condition that black people suffer in this country is extremely bad. And it takes an extreme remedy
8: to correct an extreme condition. That's why the moderates can't do it. That's why the conservatives can't
1: do it. Uh, we we are extremely angry over the plight of our people, and we know that it's going to take some extreme actions to correct this plight. To say I am a Christian is not enough. Why? Because the Christianity of the slaveholder is not the Christianity of the slave. The God to whom the slaveholders pray as they ride on the decks of the slave ship Is not the God to whom the enslaved are praying as they ride beneath the decks on that same slave ship. How we are seeing God, our theology, is not the same. And what we both mean when we say, I am a Christian, is not the same thing.
6: A resolution to
13: propose an amendment to Article 1, Section 33 of the Constitution of Tennessee to prohibit slavery and involuntary servitude. That should have been done probably a long time ago. Just give yourselves a round of applause for helping me. I was 97, no names. I hereby declare it concur. Is slavery still legal in Utah? Well, technically, yes. And it's still legal in many other states. And it's something that ABC4's Brittany Johnson has been looking into. So, Brittany... First question, big question, how is this still legal here?
14: Well, Don, let me me break break it down down for you. Our state's constitution does say that slavery is illegal, but it is allowed as a form of punishment. Now, I have been looking into this for more than a month, and I've made plenty of calls to our state's leaders and people I spoke with didn't even know that this was still in Utah's constitution. Now, today, I sat down with the president of the NAACP, and they want this removed now. now, now. Utah's Constitution clearly reads slavery is forbidden, but technically it's still legal as a form of punishment. Article 1, Section 21 of Utah's Constitution reads neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist within this state. Janetta Williams, president of the NAACP's Salt Lake branch, is calling for the wording in our state's constitution to be changed. Is it something that should be done uh, immediately? Immediately. immediately? What, uh, they, they're trying to get around Saying that uh, slavery is not uh, okay, but then trying to say, but accept, Except. and and that part there is very troubling. Utah isn't alone. Other state constitutions allow slavery as punishment for a crime. The U.S. Constitution does too. The 13th Amendment was ratified in 1865. Now it abolished most forms of slavery, but still allows for the opportunity of servitude as legal punishment, and that has yet to change.
15: Prisons is not a form of
14: uh, slavery, and it shouldn't be a form of slavery. Our ancestors were uh, slaves, and I think if it was the other way around, people would wanna say, you know, these things shouldn't be on the books. Williams says the first step in getting this removed from the state's constitution is to raise awareness. And we need to work together and make sure that uh, that we don't just sweep it under the rug.
4: That should have been done probably a long time ago. Just give yourselves a round of applause for helping me.
7: This is a state thing. As a resident of the state, who happens to be St. Paul's capital's uh, police chief, it's important that this wording is removed. When people go into the, the uh, criminal justice system, when they are uh, entered in the Department of Corrections, It should not be viewed as an exception to slavery. People who are paying their debt to society should not be viewed and should not
1: be treated as if they're slaves. Words matter, Minnesota, and we can do better in this fall. I hope you join me in striking this language from our Constitution.
7: Thank you very much.
8: And now I'd... uh... Like to introduce my, my co author, and she's my true co author, not just a second author, because chief authorship will pass uh, to her for floor action, uh, and that is uh, St. Paul
15: State Representative Rena Moran. Thank you, Representative Flash. So, the Emancipation Proclamation was issued 157 years ago, but black Americans still carry multi generational trauma from that dark period in our nation in our nation's early history. This trauma informs my work here at the Capitol, and every day I try to to lift our community spirit of the systemic biases that continue to hold them down. As the great-great-granddaughter of slaves, this issue is personal to me. It's a matter of human dignity. It's unacceptable for our state to sanction slavery or involuntary servitude under any context. It's time for this language to be eliminated and I am so proud to be the co-author of this legislation which will amend our Constitution to do so. That should
4: have been done probably a long time ago. Just give yourselves a round of applause for helping (laughs) me. Abolition.
2: Abolition. Abolition.
16: All Lives Matter eighteen hundreds edition. Just because I own slaves doesn't mean I'm racist. I don't even see color. You're racist for being slaves. My closest friends are house Negroes. Look, I didn't ask to have all this cotton. It's not my fault that the cotton is profitable. Don't blame me for something my grandfather's grandfather planted. And if cotton is so bad, why are you wearing it? Don't act innocent, this is the fabric of all our lives. You know what really just uh, shines my shoes? You can give birth to a light-skinned child and everything's fine. But I put on a little bit of blackface. Oh no, that's racist. How? Blackface comes off, your white face is forever. This is not the dream that Abraham Lincoln gave speeches for. Racism ended with the three fifths compromise. Everyone is equal. We have a black overseer. Slavery is a choice. If you didn't want to get locked up, you should have kept running after we captured your wife. I mean like, come on, make good decisions or face the consequences. Blacks are 99% more likely to try and escape north. That's not racist, that's just a fact. When will you people realize underground railroads only create racial divide? And why? We're all red on the inside. Look at your brother's body. Rope doesn't make his neck any different than mine. My accountant hung himself, so we're all struggling with something. Don't judge a book that you're not allowed to read. My house is like two stories tops. The real masters live in mansions. I'm a slave like you. Only through love and working together can we get our emancipation. Free the people? How about we the people? Black Lives Matter? How about all
12: lives matter? Abolition. Uh, But in fact, you can extract these things and then tell yourself a story or tell others a story about why you're doing all these things so you can still maintain your sense of self as a good person if you need to. So let's connect this to the 13th Amendment. The 13th Amendment states, quote, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall be, excuse me, shall have been duly convicted, shall exist in the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. For context, we need to step back and understand what was at stake for the American South with slavery and why they were willing to wage the bloodiest war in United States history to protect this institution. So I'm gonna share a couple of quotes from uh, Emory Professor Carol Anderson's book, White Rage. She first quotes Mississippi's Articles of Secession. And so this is uh, Mississippi's justification for separating the United States of a, from, the, from the United States of America. It reads as follows, quote, our position is thoroughly identified with the institution of slavery. Its labor supplies the product which constitute by far the largest and most important portions of commerce of the earth, end quote. Anderson herself then adds, quote, in fact, two thirds of the wealthiest Americans at the time lived in the slaveholding South. 81% of South Carolina's wealth was directly tied to owning human beings. In 1860, on the eve of the Civil War, 80% of the nation's GDP was tied to slavery. In a nutshell, what does this tell us? The American economic order rested on total exploitation of black labor. Today, today, what the United States has is essentially a $200 billion jobs program that we call the criminal justice system. It gives mostly whites jobs supervising and controlling mostly black and brown people. It has failed. It has not kept us safe. And if anything, it has created more criminals than it purports to catch. But perhaps that's the point. Otherwise, we'd have to come up with a really huge jobs program, uh, which I can talk about during Q&A. The United States incarcerates more of its citizens than any other country in the world. But the fuller story is not just the 2.3 million Americans who are locked up. or the staggering 7.1 million Americans who are currently under correctional supervision. It's the tens of millions with felony convictions who cycle through the criminal justice system and then face legal discrimination in every aspect of their lives, which we often refer to as sort of collateral damage or collateral consequences. Now, after relegating prisoners to the margins long after they've served their sentences, these returning citizens are legally barred from jobs, housing, voting, educational pursuits, financial aid, uh, any avenue to, to reenter mainstream society. So in addition to the jobs that are created to cage, warehouse, and monitor millions of black, brown, native, and poor white folk, huge swaths of the job market are cleared from competition competition for whites who would otherwise be forced to compete for those jobs. In closing, I just wanna close the loop on this economic order piece. Um, The economic order structures the socio-political order. And what do I mean by that? The the political order, the political institutions, the political rules, the public policies are put in place to serve the most powerful economic interests. This is what allows for a loophole to be inserted in the 13th Amendment in the first place.
17: Thank you. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Abolition.
2: Every day. Abolition. FreeBeats.io. FreeBeats.io.
12: FreeBeats.io. A question for the legislators who are working on this. Have you faced any opposition so far?
7: Uh. You know, we were waiting to,
8: uh, for word from the Department of Corrections because a common question was, what does this mean for uh, prison labor? Um, and we had several answers for that first, which it's, it's not the same. And slavery is not the same as uh, being sentenced to prison and, and having to work. Um, it's not buying or selling of a human being. And at the end of the day, you really
13: cannot it's cannot worse, someone worse to do someone something. To do
14: Now, a history of forced labor after the Civil War. A new documentary that airs tonight on PBS tells the story of how American citizens, freed by the 13th Amendment to the Constitution, remained under lock and key for decades afterward. Slavery Slavery by by another another name, name, based on on the Pulitzer Prize-winning book of the same name, tells the story of the thousands of African Americans who were arrested on trumped-up charges and forced to work as convict labor. In many cases, they were sent to the South's coal mines, including some owned by businessman and former slave owner John Milner. Historians and actors describe it in this
1: excerpt. After emancipation, industrialists replaced slaves with convicts, acquiring thousands from state and county governments.
18: You can't drive free labor the same way that you can force prisoners to mine five tons of coal a day. And this is why people like
19: Milner wanted prisoners in his coal mines. He saw them as a great source of profit,
18: and he didn't have to worry worry about labor disputes.
9: The detention center that I'm going to sell today really is state of the art. It's as good as it can possibly get. You have the people coming into that pipeline, so you have an endless supply of product. No matter what your business is,
0: what you're looking for, we will have a steady supply of people in America to fill this facility. I'm time, but fine.
20: Between the jobs people do in prison and the ones they do on the outside, particularly when it comes to money. The average wage in prison is around 63 cents per hour. And remember, that's the average. So that means there are states where prisoners make considerably less.
18: In Texas, Georgia,
12: Arkansas and Alabama, prisoners are not paid for their work at all. And in some places, they're Required to work under threat of disciplinary action. If they say no, I'm not going to work. They can write you up for that. They can send you to solitary for that. That's
11: that's
9: dumb. that's slavery.
14: To, to work for free, yeah. and then they under- can dress. and they can put you in solitary if you don't work or write you up for
20: not working. Yeah. For free. Why is that not slavery? Yeah, that's not good because why is that not slavery? Is one of those questions that even if you have to ask it, something has already gone very wrong. Like how many swastika tattoos or which of mommy's nightstand drawers did you open? Things are already bad. We just need to figure out how bad. And the answer to why is this not slavery is, well, it's not exactly not slavery. Because it turns out treating prisoners as slaves is literally written into the Constitution. The 13th Amendment states that slavery is abolished except as a punishment for a crime. And the amendment abolishing slavery is really not the one that you want to suddenly include the word except.
21: Desperate pleas from behind bars. Death is imminent for us. Prisoners in the Alabama correctional system fearing for their lives as the coronavirus pandemic spreads. It's going to be a mass grave site
1: up in these prisons.
21: CNN obtained this video from inside state prisons in just the last week, capturing just how deplorable conditions are in the facilities. The State Department of Corrections in an internal document obtained by AL.com sounding the alarm, quote, 21,900 inmates being housed in crowded dormitories creates a very high exposure risk situation. Inmates crammed together, overflowing in some spaces.
1: We stupid crowded, we super crowded, and it's super
21: dangerous with the coronavirus alabama state prisons are among the most crowded in the country according to the bureau of justice statistics and the justice department found the thirteen major facilities in the state were one hundred eighty two percent past capacity one even at three times capacity almost no testing of prisoners has been done social or physical distancing is not an option leading these inmates to risk retaliation to publicly beg you right now
22: to the outside world is
1: help, help, help for the overcrowding, help for sanitary uh, purposes, help for um, a release mechanism. We need to release some of these people. We need help
21: and forcing these men to potentially face a horrific fate, no judge or jury sentenced them to.
2: It is a death sentence, death is, is imminent for those in my age category. My age category. My age
3: category.
22: Oh, you can see my face. I'm dead ass serious. You know, I got less than a year left. I don't want to die in this bitch, you feel me? I don't mean to cuss him So like, whatever y'all gotta do, do it. Tell damn saying, what up? Tell Valerie I said, I'm trying to make it. I'm y'all might not see me again, I might catch this shit and die. So, you know, pray, you know, pray. Whatever y'all gotta Whatever do. y'all gotta Whatever do. Y'all gotta Whatever, do. Y'all, gotta
18: Whatever do. y'all gotta do. Kanye West actually has a very political point in one of his new songs. It's called New Slaves. And he talks about something that you don't typically think about within a rap song. Private prisons, something we talk about on the Young Turks quite often. So I want to read you some of his lyrics, and please excuse me for sounding like a white girl who does not sound cool (laughs) while she reads Kanye (laughs) West. But he says, Meanwhile, the DEA teamed up with the CCA, that's Corrections Corporation of America. Uh, They're trying to lock niggas up, they're trying to make new slaves. See, that's, that's that private owned prison. Get your piece today. So I love the fact that, you know, he's talking about something that's a real problem in the country. It's been a real problem in the country since the 1980s when authorities realized, oh my god, our prisons are overpopulated, we don't know what to do, um, and it's because we're arresting so many people for nonviolent drug offenses, and of course these corporations start popping up and they say, well, you know what, we can make a lot of money off of uh, imprisoning these people, nonviolent or violent, who cares? As long as, as there's long profit, as there's to, profit be made, to be made, let's, be made, do, let's do it. it. Um, and Because of these ridiculous drug laws, you're seeing that a disproportionate amount of blacks and Latinos are getting arrested, prosecuted, and locked away for nonviolent drug offenses as opposed to white people, Mm -hmm. okay? And there are statistics to back it up. Even though um, more white people will smoke marijuana, more black people will get arrested for it, and more black people will spend time in prison for it. Um, So I like that Kanye West has this new song called New Slaves because this is a new form of form of slavery where we will lock up people of color And at that same time, we will force them to work for a few cents each hour while they're in prison. Is it is it more like indenture? I mean, it's 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 slavery, slavery, but
19: indentured servitude. Do do prisoners actually make income, even if it's significantly below? They do. Yeah. They do. Okay. That's interesting. What do they do with it? Is it like just to? I think it's held in an account
21: for after they leave. After they're released. I see. But Uh. it
18: is
19: significantly below the
18: minimum wage. Yeah. Uh, It's as little as twenty-five cents an hour. Oh my. And and also if the prisoners refuse to work they can be held in isolation. So it is, so it is I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, yeah. it's yeah. And yeah. they
19: are, you know, their acts of violence committed against them. If they don't wear. I mean, I personally think that putting somebody in a hole, you know, putting somebody in isolation is cruel and unusual punishment. I've been against mm-hmm. that for a very long time. To me, that's, that's no, different no different than like, than, whipping, than, like somebody. whipping somebody. Mm-hmm. You know
18: what I mean? It's it's breaking, it's them. breaking them. It's yeah. breaking them so that they'll, so then, they'll then follow orders. orders. So I want to give you guys specific stats because, you know, it's one thing to say, hey, this is happening. It's another thing to be detailed about it. Um, you know, the entire U.S. population, uh, while the entire... U.S. population is only 13.6% black, 40% of its vast prison population, over 2.5 million people is black. In 2010, black males were incarcerated at a rate of uh, 4,347 inmates per 100,000 U.S. residents of the same race and gender compared to 678 inmates per 100,000 white males. Wow. Wow.
21: And I bet we wouldn't be all that surprised to find
7: that much of that disparity is probably due to the drug war. Um, yeah. But also, I, I think that a lot of people will, will be, quick be quick to discount, to discount the, message the message in this, in this because, because it's, it's Kanye West, West and it's, you know, it's a song. But I mean, I think that would, be, that would be unnecessarily discounting the history of political rap. Like, that has always been a big part of rap, hip-hop, all of that, is, is a message about what's going on that's not covered on CNN. And that's totally true. Yeah, I mean,
19: it's music coming from a culture spoken by somebody who I think Mm -hmm. has more legitimacy to tell that story. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's what's so important. It's actually actually educating educating a people people who who hopefully know know about it, but may not. And it's a way to get through instead of a white lady with pretty hair hair telling the story on CNN.
9: Once again, the man, Kanye West.
11: My mama was raised in the era when clean water was only served to the fairest skin. Doing clothes, you would've thought I had help, but they wasn't satisfied unless I picked the cotton myself. You see, it's broken, erased, a nest that don't touch anything in the stove, and it's written
6: system that took shape in the late 19th century developed coercive means to ensure that cotton remained king. It was called convict leasing. Get arrested on a minor charge or a trumped up charge, you could find yourself locked up and then hired out to a corporation bidding on inmate labor. The pipeline from prisons to profits in this country has deep roots.
12: The aftermath of slavery was in some ways worse than slavery itself. Unlike before, when someone who owned you, driving you too hard was counterproductive because you would lose your investment, convict leasing was different. You could get them cheaper, and if you actually drove them to death, there was more where that came from.
15: In the 13th Amendment, which ends the institution of slavery, of course, there is a loophole convicts who have been convicted of a crime. They actually can be forced to work for free.
23: In Alabama in 1850, 99% of the people who were incarcerated were white. In Alabama by the 1880s, 85% of the people incarcerated were black. So we could have a debate about how many of those black people were actually innocent, or we could have a conversation about the use of the criminal justice system to target both the innocent and the guilty alike. That continues all the way to the present, where even today, about just under 40% of the nation's prisoners are black, and yet the African-American population's about 13%. They are snatching up bodies everywhere to fuel this system.
12: The idea in which more money can be made out of their incarceration is still very much part of our criminal justice system. Um, I think uh, if
24: one of the things with the 13th amendment as with any other provision, it needs the people to step forward and embrace it. And right now we have a very explosive Social movement, powerful social movement that's resonating across the country—the Black Lives Matter movement. I think the 13th Amendment is an ideal vehicle
0: for that. People don't tend to think of it because of the victory of the enemies of the 13th Amendment in limiting it to its historical purpose of eliminating chattel slavery. But it's sitting there, waiting to be grabbed. Commissioner, do you want to add anything before?
17: I agree, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. I, I think that there are so many opportunities that that amendment does, uh, but it opens many doors. Uh, I think what has happened in the past is that because our Supreme Court changes from generation to generation, uh, we, we go back to square one. And I think that perhaps if there was some other mechanism to make these changes, it would be great, but it seems that that is the only way, because we're talking about a constitutional amendment. But yes, it does become problematic. Well, you know, I would
0: tell the gentleman to read uh, Abraham Lincoln, who's also cited in my book, and Abraham Lincoln praises the framers of the Constitution, many of whom were slave owners, and he knew it, and he said, because they could not resolve this issue there and then. They left it to their progeny to do it. And that's what the Declaration of Independence does, as I've explained in my books too, as Abraham Lincoln explained over and over and over again. The same men who wrote and adopted the Declaration of Independence, which talks about the the natural rights, the unalienable rights of the individual, not just white men Not just men, not just white, but every human being set the stage for at some point the abolition of slavery. This is Lincoln's position. It's my position. It's really the only rational position position there is.
2: Abolition
1: today
2: they are not just gangs
19: of kids anymore they are often the kinds of kids that are called super predators no conscience no empathy you can talk about why they ended up that way but first we have to bring them to heal. and the president has asked the fbi to launch a very concerted effort against gangs everywhere
25: Last year, she said, you can't call me or any black person anywhere in the world a racist. We don't have the power to do to white people what white people have done to us. And even if we did, we don't have that low down dirty nature. If there are any good white people, I haven't met them. Where are they? Right here in this room. That's where they are. I know she is a young person, but she has a big influence on a lot of people. And when people say that, if you took the words white and black and you reversed them, you might think David Duke was giving that speech. I think all of us have got to be sensitive to that. We can't get anywhere in this country pointing the finger at one another across racial lines. If we do that, we're dead, and they will beat us.
9: I don't know how you would characterize the gang leaders' Who got 13-year-old kids hopped up on cracks
26: and sent them out onto the street to murder other African American children. Maybe you thought they were good citizens. She didn't. She didn't. You are defending the people who kill the lives you say matter. Tell the truth. Fre-
6: freak- <laughs> If you don't tell black people what we need to do, then we won't tell you all what you need to do. I'm not telling you, I'm just telling you to what tell I, me. What I mean to say yeah. is that this is and has always been a white problem of violence. It's not, there's, there's not much that we can do to stop the violence against us.
19: Well if, if that is conversation Okay. okay I understand. I understand
6: what you're saying. Also
19: respectfully, yeah. respectfully. Well respectfully, if that is your position, then I will talk only to white people about how we are going to deal That's with a very I mean.
18: real problem. Watch
1: this.
6: this. Mean. Hillary Clinton and the Clinton family occupy a unique space in the mass incarceration that we experience that the black community in the United States is experiencing today where the policies that they advanced were directly responsible for the largest increase in the prison population under any U.S. president. And so what we were looking for was something a little bit beyond the the politics and the platform and what emotion she felt, if any, around her being personally responsible and chained to that. Do you you think she answered that question?
17: No, that's not what we heard. What we heard was a, a conversation about policy and actually uh, some suggestions for what the Black Lives Matter movement needs to be doing. Um, and again, like Julia said, what we were looking for was a personal reflection on her participation and advocacy for some of these policies that have really decimated black communities.
6: We were there and we were in conversation with her and it was something that was, that was readily apparent that that's what she was offering, but what was also readily apparent about what she was not offering was the fact that the reason why the Black Lives Matter movement that she was trying to push the responsibility on to fix these problems, part of the reason why those problems exist is because of some of the decisions that she made personally. Yeah. She lobbied for it yeah. and she advanced it as as floatus, and she also advanced it as a Senator of New York.
10: Do you regret your advocacy for the crime bill?
19: Well, look, I... I... I supported the crime bill. My husband has apologized. He was the president who actually signed it. I'm sorry for the consequences that were unintended and that have had a very unfortunate impact on people's lives. I've seen the results of what has happened in families and in communities. That's why I chose to make my very first speech a year ago on this issue, Errol, because I want to focus the attention of our country and to make the changes we need to make. And I also want people, especially, I want want white people, I want white people to recognize that there is systemic racism. It's also in employment, it's in housing, but it is
15: in the criminal justice system as well.
1: Abolition.
13: Abolition. 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 abolition 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 being a police officer is not an easy job by any means it is certainly not an easy job under conditions of maximum stress but it is very hard to look at the videos that we have been seeing from all across the country and particularly this one video we're going to show you which you may have seen, and not conclude that there is something deeply broken in the culture of policing in America. A
27: democratic president wants 100,000 cops. A democratic president
28: wants to build 125,000 new prison cells. We have predators on our streets. How can he really be a progressive and want to lock these people up? And I'd say lock the SOBs up. Increase the penalties. Increase them. I would put the son of a gun in jail. Put them to death. Now we can find some fringe folks, libertarians and left-wingers in my party who say, nah, that's not what we should do. But politically, that consensus has been arrived. Biden crime bill. Biden crime bill. The Biden crime bill. The Biden crime bill. Hell, we've got crime bills coming out our ears. The president says he wants to wage a war on drugs. But if that's true, what we need is another D-Day, not another Vietnam. Almost the same thing that got passed, the Patriot Act, was introduced by me in 1994. Every major crime bill since 1976, every minor crime bill, has had the name of the Democratic Senator from the state of Delaware, Joe Biden. I sat next to Stone Thurman. No, 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 no. And became friends with Stone Thurman. Together, we passed the crime bill. So don't tell me you can't work with people and compromise. Where's all this from? The government can take everything you own. Everything from your car to your house, your bank account. They can take everything. You got a gun, you commit a felony, ten years. We already have it five years. Minimum mandatory. Judge can't say, you know, you had it in your pocket, you never intended to use it, we're only going to give you one year. The judge has to say five years. A Democratic president wants 100,000 cops. A Democratic president wants to build 125,000 prison cells. Well, he wants to make it 10 or 20 or 60. I, we can work that out. They are beyond the pale, many of those people. No. people they no. literally have not been socialized. It doesn't matter whether or not they're the victims of society. The end result is they're about to Go. knock my mother on the head with a lead pipe, Go. shoot my sister, beat up my wife, take on my sons. So I don't want to ask what made them do this. They must be taken off the street. They are in jail. Those people. Those people. Those people. Away from Go. my mother. Those people. Those people. Your husband. Go. Our family. Those people. A wag in the newspaper recently wrote Biden has made it a death penalty offense for everything but jaywalk. Those people. Those people. I'm going to make it for 46 crimes. Biden says make it for 51. We're going to get tough. 60 new death penalties. Brand new. 60. There are 70 additional enhancements of penalties, i.e., you go to jail longer. When I wrote the original bill that started this whole process, the so-called Biden crime bill, I didn't call a liberal comfab and write it. I didn't call these big society people and write it. Call the cops. A Democratic president
27: wants 100,000 cops. A Democratic president wants to build 125,000 new prisons.
28: That's the secret. That somehow the Republicans tried to make the crime bill tougher. I say, poppycock. It didn't make anything tougher. I wrote that bill. Those people. They people. started looking at me. Found out. that this midnight basketball didn't get them together, a bunch of jive folks who are black, white, and Spanish. Those people, those people. Those people. Living in their city to do, uh, you know, try to see if they can be Michael Jordan. Those people. Those people. When those people. So they found out, they were keeping schools open so gangs come off street instead of out raping my mother, marauding me, robbing the local store are in a gymnasium, my daughter will be safer, my wife will be safer, my mother will be safer, and I will be safer. Those people, those people, and I will be happy. You ashamed of that, Bill? Not at all. Um, Come on. In the fact, I ratchet myself. We had enormous success. A Democratic president. are things i would change but by and large what it really did it restored american cities america is under attack literally under attack by an enemy who is well financed those people supplied those people. and well-armed and fully capable of declaring total war against the nation and its people we have to hold every drug user accountable those people who need more prisons more jails more courts more prosecutors quite frankly The president's plan's not tough enough, bold enough, or imaginative enough to meet the crisis at hand. We're going to have to worry about getting governors uh, to go out in the mountainsides with flamethrowers with you next to them, um, uh, dealing with it in their backyard. During the period of bloodshed and mayhem of which the president has spoken, we passed a law. Those people. Those people. Bipartisan. Those people. We said crack cocaine is such a bad deal. But if you find someone with this much of it, a quarter's worth, not in value, in size. Five years in jail, Five years, no probation, no parole. If you have this much, lock them up and put them in our prison. Those people, those people, those people. Boot camps for youthful offenders. Under this bill, we can string up barbed wire. We can build quonset huts and we can put them in boot camps. We can do that. I've been fighting to get these club drugs changed and scheduled for years. DEA was my opposition. That's the scum who should be put in jail. Those people. people. Not just the guy selling the pills. Arrest the promoter. Those people. Find a rationale unrelated to drugs. You don't have to get them for drugs. Turn off the water. I put you in jail. I put you in jail. A Democrat. I'm the guy who authored the crack house legislation. We can use the crack house legislation to tear down these buildings. You can literally bulldoze down their business. Great big bulldozers. Bulldoze it down. Literally not figurative. Those people, those people. Hold our media accountable is. um... It's something we all desire, but uh, there's a thing called the First Amendment, which is read in a way that I think is a little excessive. There's a big mistake that uh, was made, but it's trapped call. an entire generation of those, uh, people, those people. Call. You can ask the attorney general this, because call. I got a call when he introduced uh, the Patriot Act. Call. He said, Joe, I'm introducing uh, the act call. basically as you wrote it in 1994. Call. This bill met with an overwhelming, call. overwhelming agreement in Congress. Uh, I've learned call. one thing since I've decided to run for president. Call. And I assume one thing. Everything about me, everything about me is going to come out in the public record. And I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things again.
27: I'm
23: In October 1669, the Virginia Assembly enacted a law removing criminal penalties for people who killed slaves that resisted authority. That practice would not be considered murder because the, quote, premeditated malice, unquote, element of murder could not be formed against one's own property. In the following years, Virginia continued to reduce protection for slaves. In 1723, the assembly removed all penalties for the killing of slaves. That meant that an enslaved person could be killed for an offense as minor as picking bad tobacco. In effect, enslavers could kill enslaved people with impunity in colonial era Virginia. Laws in the other colonies were also weak when it came to protecting the lives of slaves. Following the American Revolution, many states created penalties for killing slaves. But the loophole permitting the killing of an enslaved person during, quote, correction, or to prevent resistance, remained. As a result, slave owners were rarely punished for killing enslaved people throughout the history of slavery in America.
3: evolution after
9: day. What we're being tasked to do, and let me sum up, in California is to consider the following. To consider executing more people than any state in modern American history. To line up human beings every single day for execution for two plus years. To line people up to be executed, premeditated. State sponsored executions, one a week for over 14 years. That's a choice we can make, or we can make, I think, a more enlightened choice to advance justice in a different way. There was a National Academy of Science report that came out that estimates one out of every 25 people on death row is innocent. If that's the case, that means if we move forward executing 737 people in California, we will have executed roughly 30 people that are innocent. I don't know about you. I can't sign my name to that. I can't be party to that. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Let me be clear. My opposition to the death penalty is
1: rooted in a few things. One, we get it wrong way too often. It's a technological argument, right? We swear people did it and we find out they didn't. We find out they didn't. Right? And We've had too many cases where we were convinced somebody did it until they, didn't, until they didn't, right? Except they're dead. The second thing is, I don't think the state has the moral authority to kill its citizens. To kill, its citizens, to kill its citizens. No nation that has executed this many Native Americans that has allowed the Tuskegee experiment to happen, that has enslaved it's, its own, that is built on the exploitation and enslavement of its own people has the moral authority to decide who gets to live and who gets to die. Third reason is it doesn't work. Because your, your, your point was you should go into any situation knowing that if you do this thing, this is going to happen. The implicit argument of that is that it will dissuade people from doing it, right? That if I knew I was gonna get killed for this, maybe I won't kill somebody. But all the data, all the evidence, all the science throughout American history shows that the death penalty actually doesn't make people less likely to kill. In fact, there are states, like, there are states where, where the death penalty, murder rates are actually higher Okay, so someone breaks
7: into your house. Uh huh. And they're armed, mm-hmm. and, and you you see that they're in your house with a gun. Do you try to kill them? Yes. Okay. I'm
1: defending so myself. In, in, so in a way, you're actually enacting the death penalty on this person. Yes. Remember, I said the state doesn't have the capacity and the moral authority to do it. I didn't say individuals didn't. And also, here's the other difference. The state isn't the state operating state in is
9: self-defense.
1: I believe in protecting life. I am I am shooting that person to protect life. The state is not doing it to protect life.
17: Ahmaud was um, the most humblest individual that you could ever meet. Ahmaud cared, Ahmaud was kind, Ahmaud was well-mannered. Ahmaud like I basically say all the time, to know Ahmaud is to love Ahmaud. And I believe really these people could have really got to know how to really really love mom, because a mom was loved. Honestly, I really do think that the parties involved should be um, given the death penalty. You know, my son wasn't—he was shot and killed. Um, my mom wasn't given any chance. He wasn't given a chance
15: to, to live.
17: He chose to fight, and he still was killed. So I think that they should get what Ahmad got. I just want him to be to be successful. I mean he was twenty five and um Ahmad had had a chance to do anything that he, that he chose to do. And I just always tell I mean all my kids, you know, as long as you're above ground, you have opportunities to do whatever you want to do.
2: Abolition. Abolition. Today. Abolition. Today. Abolition. Today. Abolition. 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 Evolution.
29: An average death penalty case cost the state millions of dollars. In California alone, since 1978, the total cost of enforcing the death penalty has been over $4 billion. That's $308 million for each of the 13 executions carried out. I've
25: always supported the death penalty. I've always supported the death penalty. I don't even understand people that don't. We have to bring back the death penalty. They have to pay. The ultimate price: Death penalty. Bring it forth. Now they give the death penalty where they give a slight injection so that they don't have pain when the needle goes in to slowly put them to sleep. I mean, these people have to be treated very, very severely, and they're not treated severely. Very much, very much in favor of the death penalty, especially for terrorists and especially for people that you know, killers that you see so many where the girls are being killed and then they, they capture these guys. I am so for the death penalty. We will believe the right punishment, and we all do, for cop killers, is called the death penalty. Remember the old days of deserter, what happened? Bang, he deserted. You know, in the old days, when we were a strong country, it would be boom, gone. You know, spies in the old days used to be executed bing, and it goes quickly, right? It's called, it's called, you're dead. Treason. It's treason. You don't even hear that word. It's treason. You know, in the old days, boom, firing squad. No, it's true.
29: That's $308 million for each.
25: I love the Second Amendment. I love the Second Amendment. Somebody said the other day, well, he had some psychological problems. Well, you know, you know in the old days, bing, bong. When we were strong when we were strong. The drug dealers, the drug pushers are... They're really doing damage. They're really doing damage. Some countries have a very, very tough penalty, the ultimate penalty. They don't have a big drug problem in China. They have a thing called the death penalty. In China, if you're selling drugs, it's death. It's the death penalty. I said, Mr. President, do you have a drug problem? No, no, no. We do I said, huh. Big country, 1.4 billion people, right? That's $308 million for each. Not much of a drug problem. I said, what do you attribute that to? Well, uh, the death penalty. So? Death penalty. We give death penalty to people that sell drugs. Death penalty. Quick
29: trial. Death penalty. That's $308 million
25: for each. Unless you have really, really powerful penalties led by the death penalty for the really bad pushers and abusers, uh, we are going to get nowhere. Again the words death penalty, death penalty, death penalty, death penalty, from no penalty to death penalty. The death penalty. The death penalty. It's called the death penalty. Okay. Let's play with the death penalty. Let's see what happens. Bring the death penalty and vogue. death penalty all the way. The ultimate penalty has to be the death penalty. Now, maybe our country's not ready for that. It's possible. It's possible that our country's not ready for that. And I can understand it, maybe. Although, personally, I can't understand that.
29: That's $308 million for each. Pick.
2: You felt sorry for her. A white woman? You felt sorry for her. Abolition. 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 Abolition.
8: Yes, you're listening to E.T.A.P. Radio in Rhode Island, exposing the American pie. I'm here with the team taking calls today, I see you 803. We got a live one from South Carolina. Say what you gotta say, just keep it real and relative without cursing. We are live on the air, no time for rehearsing, okay caller. You're on.
2: Yo, this is Max and Pax from the Deep South Cack, huh. and I heard you got a program exposing the facts, dropping jewels we can use to expose these fools. Now you know I'm a soldier who done paid his dues, a bigger meaner mugger than the nightly
11: news. I'm an abolitionist, and my mission is to end slavery. There you go. Say it like you feel it. Next caller. Each slice is uneven. The search of the people is not equal. Nah. Lack of respect, violence is legal. The cops beat you. Crooks in high places. The buy races. flying to. Faces, supplying us with biased information, psychological tools corrupt our living environment. Pacify the youth that have a sense of entitlement. Oh, oh. Doctors diagnose prescriptions to blind our focus. Dumb us down for a reason, but we too high to notice. Grow community stress, poverty, less harmony. Sides back by the best quality technology. Lawmakers who break laws and neglect policies, it gets bloody. Or for the love of money, it's time to raise awareness. People view the nation as careless. All we need is communication and fairness. We breathe the same air. I pray and hope by exposing this American pie, you stay awake. Exposing
1: the American pie. Exposing the American pie. Oh no, look what you've done started. Oh no, look what you've done started. Exposing the American pie. Exposing the American pie.
11: I'm entering your mind like a skull session. Follow. This is a meeting with the purpose, discussing and exchanging ideas that are replacing, solving problems without wasting. Yeah, that's weird. our value time that is taking your mind through difficult stages. The faint heart can't keep place. Our lives synchronized like a court case with the same faces. Like ancestors who was enslaved by racist poets who created a home of the brave. It's time we take back our country's dignity. By raising our own families, you better believe I'm going against the grain. Because I'm allergic to all these insane public figures that can't take blame for the chaos
20: this world is falling into.
11: Oh no, you look what you done, started, done, started. Exposing the American Pie. Exposing the American Pie. Oh no,
1: look what you done, started. Oh no, look what you done, started. Exposing the American Pie. Exposing the American Pie.
2: Abolition. Abolition. Six Sixth
13: Semper Six Tyrannus.
15: Tyrannus.
2: Tyrannus. Tyrannus.
15: Pig said, he's good and dead now. The pig's running around laughing. they were really happy, you know, talking about Chairman Fred's dead. I never saw Chairman Fred again.
25: The bullet, which was in fact recovered from Mr. Hampton's body, uh, was a bullet fired uh, out of a Carbine by Officer Davis. He's pumping
13: his shotgun. I turn in his direction. I fired two shots at him. Six Semper Tyrannis. Newton's body was found before dawn in a pool of blood on a West Oakland sidewalk. Police said he had three bullet wounds in the head. Newton's wife's car was parked and locked just thirty feet away.
0: Six Semper Six Tyrannus. Tyrannus. Some very sad news for all of you. And I think uh, sad news. For all of our fellow citizens,
6: and people who love peace all over the world. And that is that Martin Luther King was shot and was killed tonight. I was
13: right
4: sitting in the front row, He's right in front
5: of Malcolm, uh, in fact. And uh, he came out on the stage. The uh, introductory speaker turned over the platform to him. And he raised
0: his hand and missed uh, Muslim greeting. Well, Salaam At that point, uh, I, I heard a rumbling behind me, and I'm sure
5: everyone else did too. And I turned around in my seat to to see what it was. And uh, then we first, right,
16: I saw two guys standing up, and the next thing, my next impression, well know I haven't heard that, you can understand, it, is that the gunshot. And uh, I saw Malcolm had his hand up, and he said,
24: stay cool, stay calm, or something like that. And uh, just then, the gunfire went off, and his, his hand was up. I remember this. I turned around quickly, and the next thing I saw was Malcolm falling back
0: in a dead face. Six Semper, Sixth Semper Tyrannus. Tyrannus. In 1963, Medgar Evers, the NAACP secretary for Jackson, Mississippi,
4: organizes boycotts of shops that enforce Jim Crow laws.
5: Let me say this to you. I had one merchant to call me, and he said, We don't need nigga business. So let us not trade at these stores. Let's let the merchants down on Capitol Street feel the economic pension. Yeah.
4: NBC News cameras carry Everett's impassioned speech nationwide. Three weeks later, a gunman shoots him in the back.
28: Except uh, Booth probably had this weapon for at least five or six years before the assassination uh, took place. It fires a single bullet. So this is like we say, one and done. Ah! Booth dropped the pistol, went to the front of the box intending to escape. Major Rathbone jumped from his seat. He grabbed Booth from behind and pulled him back from the railing. Booth twisted around in the Major's grip. And for the first time, the men were face to face. And Rathbone later said he was absolutely horrified by the look on Booth's face. And Booth was stronger than Rathbone was, so he was able to free himself and slash Rathbone with a knife.
3: Yeah.
2: Booth leaps from the box to the stage.
24: Six Zipper Tyrannus!
2: And makes his escape.
0: Six summer Tyrannus. It means, thus always, thus the tyrant and th- th- Atlanta. It's been a
3: long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. When I see you Abolition, today,
2: today Today. Abolition today. Abolition, Abolition. Abolition. Today.
7: costs for correctional facilities or in other words prisons quadrupling in the past 20 years to 52 billion dollars in the u.s with taxpayers on the hook for much of that is there a way you can actually make crime pay our next guest says you bet rava Shakatai, senior vice president at rbc wealth management and she joins us now thanks for being with us rava thank you dennis so let's just go broad picture first the u.s is the most prison prone country in the world right tell us about that
29: We have 2.3 million inmates in the state prison system, in the federal prison system, and in local jails. There is a difference between prison and jail.
7: Yes, it's a it's one year, but does matter. It's not first. Louisiana, one in eighty six people. One in, in eighty
29: six, absolutely. Uh, if you look at the country as a whole, it's one in one hundred four. But if you look at both parolees and probation, in addition, it's one in thirty three people who are in the state or federal prison system.
7: Right, and California so has seven times as many prisoners as Iran. The entire country does. Uh,
29: yeah, absolutely. All right. So A there's reason- clearly
7: demand here. Now, most times when people think about trying to make money on prisons, they look at the publicly held prison, for- for-profit prison companies, CXW and GEO. But you think those guys might be kind of played out. Why is that?
29: Well, so both of those types of companies really happened post 9-11 when the U.S. Marshal Service and ICE, which is uh, Immigration Customs Enforcement, got the contracts to um, detain immigrants. So 50% of all immigrant detainees are in the private prisons. They adopted the approach, if you build it, they will come. But there's a mismatch with the need. They have excess capacity, but it doesn't exactly fill the need of the public prison system. Okay. The beds aren't
7: where they need to be. So if we get rid of CXW and GEO, instead, you like a couple of actual California state prison bonds. Tell us about those.
29: California operates just about the biggest prison system in the country. You have an occupancy rate of these prisons of 155 percent. The demand definitely outstrips the supply. So there's a a segment of the fixed income market called Lease Revenue Bonds. And this is a play on the municipal bond market. It's a more conservative approach to playing the prison market. A lease revenue bond that plays the prisons compared to a general obligation bond of the same maturity can yield ten to fifty percent more.
7: A prison bond more than a regular government bond from
13: a local government.
29: From a state government. Right. So from a from a California GO perspective. I'm not talking about jail bonds. Those are highly speculative and that's where you hear about the defaults in the prison market
7: see. Now, in addition to California, uh, are all state bonds kind of safe to look at for prison purposes? Do all state bonds pay higher than their regular general obligation bonds?
29: There's a couple of states that you can really look to, like California, Texas, Florida, New York, and Michigan. These are the biggest issuers of the lease revenue bonds that fund correctional facilities. So for an income-hungry investor that's looking for relative value, I think there's a huge opportunity in these bonds that are absolutely underfollowed by the market.
7: And they're tax-free as well, they're right?
29: Tax-free income, absolutely. Okay.
7: And it, it part of this plays into your theme. You know, your clients call you the grave dancer because you like to put money into things where the customer has little choice. You feel like cigarettes. People are addicted, gambling, even have some addicts. And certainly in prison, the customers have no choice but to
29: be customers, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no other place to go. I think that the country will stop at nothing to protect public safety. So I think that the prison market's a great place to to be.
7: So why not profit from all right? Thank you very much for being with us. Ravis Shakatai. Appreciate it.
20: We were to meet here by
5: the auction block. Ah! there he is. Get in, get him in. That sun is hot and plenty bright. Let's get out of business and get home tonight, get him in. Auctioning slaves is a real high art. Bring that young gal, Roy, she's good for a start. Get him in, get him in. Now here's a real good buy, on about 15. Her great-grandmammy was a die-homie queen. Just look at her face, she sure ain't homely Like Sheba in the Bible, she's black but comely, bitter, in. Gonna start her at three, can I hear three? Step up, gents, take a good look-see Cause I know you'll want her once you've seen her She's young and right, make a darn good breeder, Bid 'em in. She's good in the field, she can sew and cook Strip her down, Roy, let the gentleman look She's full up front and ample behind Examine her teeth if you got a mind, bitter, in, man. get in. man Here's a bit of three from a man who's thrifty 325, can I hear 350? Your money ain't earning you much in the banks. Turn around, Roy. Let them look at her flanks. Bid them in. $3.50 is bid I'm looking for four. At $400, she's a bargain, sure. Four is the bid, 4 5 $500. Now look alive. Bid them in, get them in. Don't mind them tears. That's one of her tricks. 5 dollars is bid who'll say six? She's healthy and strong and well equipped. Make a fine lady's maid when she's properly whipped. Bid them in. 6 Six Don't be slow. Seven is the bid. Gonna let her go. At seven, she's going, going. Down. Pull it down, I Bring the next one on. them in. get them in. Abolition them in
2: Abolition 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 Abolition
3: Abolition Abolition rights derived from
2: Abolition. 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 Abolition.
13: Abolition. As we've watched these street protests night after night and the continued uprising against systemic racism and police brutality, it's hard not to keep thinking about something that I've seen on a bunch of protest signs in many different cities. Imagine all the many terrible things that have happened that just weren't caught on camera. Particularly when we see disturbing stories like what just happened in Wilmington, North Carolina, which we only know about basically through sheer fluke, because a sergeant conducting an audit stumbled onto a video that had been accidentally recorded by a Wilmington police officer, and the police department, to his credit, told the public what they found. In the video, 3 longtime veteran Wilmington officers who've been on the job since the late 1990s, think about that, decades on the force, are heard saying some truly vile and racist things with one of them flat-out calling for a race war. This is a police officer who's been there for decades. Quote, we're just going to go out and start slaughtering them effing N-words. I can't wait. God, I can't wait. The officer adding that a civil war is needed to, quote, and I quote him here, wipe them off the effing map. That'll put them back about four or five generations. All three officers have now been fired for misconduct. The city's new police chief, Donnie Williams, making the announcement yesterday.
1: When I first learned of these conversations, I was shocked, saddened, and disgusted. There is no place for this behavior in our agency or our city, and it will not be tolerated.
13: That was his first day on the job, one of his first actions as a head of police in that town. Now, there are so many ways this is disturbing, they're they're basically uncountable, but the most striking to me is the resonance and meaning of these violent racist words in this particular place, Wilmington, North Carolina a city that is in many ways a perfect representation of the trajectory of racial injustice in America. Because back in the late 1800s, after the Civil War and in Reconstruction, Wilmington was a thriving, fairly well-integrated town racially. That was thanks to the post-Civil War project of Reconstruction, which used the federal government to actively seek to integrate freemen and women as full citizens, to give them rights and more. And then came what was arguably the only pure coup d'etat in U.S. history when a white supremacist mob violently wrenched power, overthrowing the city government, killing at least 60 African-Americans, slaughtering them, wrenching power back with terrorist white supremacist fascist violence to regain white supremacy. A key moment in the destruction of this nation's project of racial equality and reconstruction. And the system those racists built, that is a system upon which we now stand. To the point where in the year 2020, Wilmington police officers are fantasizing about a race war where they could shoot black people that would put black Americans back about four or five generations. Back to what happened in that same city. And in the decades following the 1898 coup, the racist who seized power, well, they took a kind of victory lap. They erected statues confederate statues, to celebrate their victory, to send the message to the people they had killed and slaughtered and beaten out of power that they were in control. Were in control. Hey, look, I pray you catch away. that doesn't
22: subside, this for the nappy heads in heaven. With a nappy head, Christ, by their side, I pray you catch away. The that doesn't subside, this for the nappy heads in heaven. With an empty head, Christ by their side, yeah May your streets be paved with gold, yeah Hope my whole hood make it home, yeah May your streets be paved with gold, yeah Hope my whole hood make it home, yeah Cause the world can be toxic Especially when your skin look like chocolate At one point they sold us for profit But we made it out of the garlic we chosen Yeah Oh my mama, the south I still holding. Yeah Go for broke for the ones that are broken Please don't make me no hashtag or slogan. My whole hood is loaded. That's why I pray you catch away. That doesn't subside. This for the nappy heads in heaven. With a nappy head Christ by their side. I pray you catch away. That doesn't subside. This for the nappy heads in heaven. With an head Christ by their side. Yeah. May your streets be paved with gold. Yeah. Hope my whole hood make it whole. home. Yeah. May your streets be paved with gold. Yeah. Hope my whole hood make it home. They ridin' with chapels It might turn your taper to pasta Don't hardly see daughters at altars Probably cause there ain't no more fathers, they stole them Yeah Put in cages by racist patrolling Yeah The hood is a lane to the pins like we bowlin' Don't make us no hashtags or slogans. Black people are golden. That's why I pray you catch your way. That doesn't subside. This for the nappy heads in heaven, with a nappy head, Christ by their side. I pray you catch away way. That doesn't subside. This for the nappy heads in heaven. With an happy head, Christ by their side. Yeah. May your streets be paved with gold. Yeah. Hope my home would make it home. Hope you make it home. May your streets be paved with gold. Yeah. Hope my home.
2: Abolition, 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 abolition. 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 African
14: Americans were wealth for 246 years. For a hundred more years, a patchwork of laws excluded them from building wealth, and discrimination continues today. The wealth gap has grown so large over so many years, it would take something truly radical to close it. How do you
25: close this gap, this huge gap in wealth between whites and blacks? You don't.
13: Reparations. Reparations. How much are we talking about here, Tanasi? Well, we don't actually know, although I I will take a check on behalf of myself. Is anyone on
21: the stage for reparations for slavery for African Americans? Are you? I
28: am. The Bible says we shall be and must be repairs of the breach. And a breach has occurred, and we have to acknowledge that. Who will pay
26: reparations on my soul? is written
2: Abolition. 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 Abolition.
24: Abolition. Donald Abolition. Trump went on Fox and Friends and weighed in on the Ferguson, Missouri situation. Watch his racism come oozing out of his pores.
25: It's very simple. This is a racial situation, it's not covered that way in the press. It's not even discussed in the press. They don't want to discuss it. They stay away from it. I don't and agree with whether you. Whether people like it. That's what whether we're talking people... about
28: is the race thing. They, well,
25: they I, this no, they're this not. is not I, just I, a shooting. Well, I, I don't think. I think it's a very strong, and in fact, Chicago is another situation. I mean, it's a very racial situation out there. And if you look at what's going on here and Chicago and other places, and the, the press really seldom talks about it and you looked at it over here as soon as you mentioned his black son the audience went wild in applause and that's a very sad situation it's very sad for the country and people understand it in my opinion the press does not really discuss it they talk about riots but they don't say what's at the core of the riot and mm-hmm. frankly uh, it's a very big problem in this country and it's a problem that is not discussed or certainly not discussed in any great detail and it has to be
24: So when I first saw the headline about this on Mediaite and I watched the clip, I thought for a second, because I'm naive, that, oh, so Donald Trump acknowledges that race is a factor in the shooting. Interesting. Let me see the clip. And I was expecting to hear something where I could come out here and actually give him credit. But no, no. When him saying, by him saying it's a racial issue, he's not saying, fuck, man, there's a racism problem with the police. You know, in a 70% African-American area, uh, mostly white police coming in there and acting like an invading army and treating uh, black people's lives like they're irrelevant. That's not what he's talking about when he says there's a race issue. He's saying, well, there's a race issue with these riots and these looters. They're all black. In Chicago, we have a race issue. It's all black people doing violence. So the problem is that black people are just criminals by their nature. That's just what it is. That you, it, the media doesn't talk about it. The media doesn't talk about it. And did you notice how Brian Kilmeade thought when Trump made the race point that all oh, the media is not talking about race in this? Brian Kilmeade said, "I disagree." Why did he say I disagree? Because he thought that Trump was going to make the point that. Oh, yeah, this is a race issue. White cop killing a black kid? The white cop's probably racist. So he was trying to say, no, no, I disagree. I disagree, Donald. This has nothing to do with race. Here at Fox News, we're supposed to say that whites can never be racist against blacks. But then the second uh, Donald explained, no, no, when I say uh, it's about race, what I mean is black people are violent and criminals, then all of a sudden the Fox News people didn't disagree. Now it's okay that it's about race. Now it's okay. It, look, th- these, these are just bad people, man. And actually, more importantly, putting aside the morality of it, which is obvious that they're immoral and unethical, and they're bad people, they're stupid. You know, I've tried... Uh, believe me, man, I've tried. I've been doing this show for a long time. I try to come up with ways to sugarcoat it and give people the, sh- the-, the pills where they can uh, accept it because you come about it through a roundabout way that, oh, yeah, that actually is kind of a fucked-up point that he's making. I'm tired of playing games, man. I just got to tell it like it is on this guy. Look, are you really arguing, Donald Trump, that inherent in the the melanin in the skin of black people, well, they, they're just inferior. I mean, it's, it's part of their skin. I mean, their blackness leads to them committing crimes. Oh, is that so? Well, you know, two could play this game, tough guy. We have 32,000 gun deaths in the United States of America every single year on average. The overwhelming majority of them done by white people. The overwhelming, even more than that, the overwhelming majority of mass shooters are white people. So by your own dumbass fucking logic... Well, maybe we should stereotype all white uh, guys and, I mean, white men. I mean, look, they're the ones that have the problem. They're the ones who we should look after. I mean, look, you want to go even deeper, son? I'll go deeper with you. How about uh, the U.S.? We had 250 years of slavery. After that, we had segregation. We had Jim Crow. We did the Native American genocide. The history of the United States is a brutal fucking history, okay? So you want to play this game? Well, look, Americans, especially the Founding Fathers, they're just vicious, brutal assholes, man. It's just it is what it is. I guess we should say, look back in time, any name you read in any historical document, just assume that guy was violent. That guy was a criminal. That guy was a thug. I mean, that's hey, that's just the history of it. You're, if you're part of that group, that's just how you are. This is the kind of gross thinking that idiots do. The broad, sweeping generalizations that you don't stop for a second to say, hold on. We're dealing with individuals here, maybe each person carries their own traits, carries their own beliefs, carries their own moral code, and maybe we should evaluate on a case by case basis. No! A moron like Donald Trump goes, well, we have a race problem here, the race problem is the riots and the looters and, you know, they said the same thing during Hurricane Katrina. That shows you how insane these people are! They looked at a situation where the federal government failed these communities, okay? They didn't prepare in advance, uh, white, New Orleans was wiped off the fucking map, you had cops blocking a bridge out of New Orleans so people were stuck in New Orleans with nowhere to go, no electricity, no food, no water, then a few people riot, uh, loot to stay alive, and what do they say? Oh god, you know that's just how they are, criminals looting. Well, what the fuck do you want them to do? Their houses are underwater and you won't let them leave. They need to eat. What do you want them to do? But that's what these idiots do no matter what. Always blame the black people. Blame them, blame them, blame them. They're doing something bad, they're doing something bad, they're doing something bad. Instead of saying, wait a second, Donald. So you're so upset, ah, there was 1%, if that, of the people peacefully protesting ended up uh, rioting and looting. You're focusing on the tiny, forgetting the 99%, uh, focusing on the 1%. But what about the original crime that led to this? Somebody was shot, an unarmed 18-year-old kid was shot with his hands in the air running away. The police officer chased him and shot him six times at least, including two in the head. What about oh, the thugs and criminals of the police department? What about the fact that you're 29 times more likely to die from a police officer than a terrorist attack in the United States of America? We're scared of the wrong boogeyman. The police are the actual boogeyman. What about that? You got nothing to say about that, right? Because cop, white cops can kill black kids as much as they want. Donald Trump will never say, they're just all violent, they're just all uh, criminals, they're just all thugs. No, 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 no. Well, the only criminals and thugs can be black people. And he, I'm gonna, he's always, there's a race problem, there's a this problem, there's a that problem. You know, uh, Donald Trump is, it re- represents the know-nothing mindset of so many people across the country who think ironically that they tell it like it is. Right, I'll tell on those black people, they're the thugs and the criminals, even though it was a black kid who got shot and killed unarmed, running away with his hands up. But they're the thugs and criminals. No, no, you're not telling it like it is. You're not keeping it real. You're not the watchman of the media who knows better. You are the lowest common denominator in the United States of America. You represent the least educated, most pathetic wing, lucky kind of idiot in this life. Your father had $400 million and now you boast about being rich when you went bankrupt four times. You're a joke of a human being, Donald Trump. Spare me. I went bankrupt zero times. I guess by one measure I'm a better businessman than you are, huh? Give me a $400 million head start. I'll do pretty fucking good for myself too. But no, you're just a braggart who goes around, makes terrible fucking arguments and you expect everybody to worship at your altar. I don't. You're an idiot, you're a child, go away. You know nothing about politics.
0: If you ask me, the root cause of all of this is that in America, black children are not seen as children. Whether it's a 15-year-old girl in Michigan or Tamir Rice in Cleveland, American society acts like black people don't have children. They just give birth to smaller black adults who are born criminals. So look, it's clear that as much progress has been made recently, there's still a very long way to go in this country. And it doesn't help that the guy at the very top is still very much in denial.
19: President Trump attempting to shift the focus once again. He now says when it comes to police shootings of black Americans, white people have it worse.
29: Why are African Americans still dying at the hands of law enforcement in this country? And so
25: are white people. So are white people. What a terrible question to ask. So are white people. More white people, by the way, more white people.
0: Okay, okay. Setting aside the fact that black people are disproportionately stopped, arrested, and killed by the police, what is Trump's argument here? Because this reporter was like, cops are killing a lot of black people, and Trump's response was, no, you idiots.
27: They're killing everybody. These cops are lunatics.
0: Blacks,
11: whites, browns, all lives don't matter.
2: Abolition, abolition, Today. abolition. Today.